Everyone has a story to tell. Whether or not a person thinks it's interesting is a matter of debate. But if God is involved, there is always a takeaway from listening to someone else's story. Let's explore that. Hello and welcome to the Exploring Recovery Podcast. This is the podcast that takes a closer look at a life lived in recovery. I'm your host, Shane Sosakic. It is currently December 27th, 2021. Been quite a while since we last recorded an episode. And I'd have to say that the new chapter in my life has a lot to do with that. Since my last episode, I've been struggling with being overly critical of myself when I make a mistake. To the point to where I have been having outbursts of anger and cursing, especially at myself. I've been taking steps to stop myself before these outbursts happen and working on being kinder towards myself, giving myself as much grace as anyone else. I am excited to announce that uh, I've been given the chance to take over the blog at my local recovery group. This is an exciting opportunity for me as I'm able to not only reach more people, but I'm also given the opportunity to reorganize and restructure this website, making it easier for people to find different celebrate recovery groups in the local Tulsa area. Well, with that being said, let's get into today's episode. I had a clear vision about what this podcast would be like, at least what it would look like once it got going. I expected it to ebb and flow and change and grow, but there are certain benchmarks I wanted to hit. And in starting this whole project, well, it was more of a challenge than I expected. I've been thinking about it long and hard, some would actually say a little bit too long, and I feel like the one thing that is in short supply is a transparent conversation. It's easy for a casual observer to wander into this podcast, make an impulsive comment, and then just move on to some other point of interest somewhere on the internet. However, one thing I've been striving for, for this podcast, is for my audience to know my heart, as I like to call it. Which is to say that those who know my content can best empathize with where I'm at and what I'm trying to do. I know that owning my past mistakes and making a consistent commitment to being better every day is a core value that is necessary for both my personal growth and my professional life. But let me be real with you here. I will be the first to admit that I was a real piece of crap back in the day. While there are several times I've made similar mistakes, I strive to never give up on the process of optimizing the bad habits out of my life and prioritizing better disciplines. That being said, in order for me to move forward with this podcast, and the real reason why it's taken so long is I've been striving to put my story down um, into easily digestible chunks um, here on these first few episodes of the podcast so that you get a better understanding of who it is you're listening to, of who it is, of what God has done in my life, and how he's changed me through this recovery process, which is all based upon uh, James, uh, confess your sins one to the other so that you may be healed. In order to take the first steps into realizing this growth, I really wanted to start off this podcast and series with my story during these next few episodes. I was able to record some audio 
of, of an opportunity I had to give my testimony. And it is rather long in its entirety. So what I'd have done, and what you'll see here is the first of what I believe to be three or four parts. I really haven't gotten too far into the editing process past this particular episode um, of me growing up and my eventual start into the recovery process. Good evening. I started my journey through recovery by dealing with uh, pornography dependency and violent rage tendencies. And while I can say that I have been set free from those issues, you know, I still struggle with deep-seated bitterness and resentment, as well as healing from some severe hurts I sustained as a child. My name is Shane. Well, the story of my life begins in the early 80s in southern Illinois. I should probably say South Southern Illinois because a lot of people, when I tell them I'm from Illinois, they think, well, Chicago. And uh, when I uh, tell them, no, I'm from Southern Illinois, they're like, oh, well, Peoria, right? Forgetting that there's a whole other half of the state. I was born in a small town about an hour east outside of St. Louis. I was the second child um, and consequently the last, the baby of the family. Reason being is my mother... She didn't think that she could have kids. She was married before and, and didn't conceive. So she thought, well, I guess I can't have kids. So when she met my dad, they decided to have a relationship with this mentality that, well, I can't get pregnant, so let's have some fun. Well, not long after, my mother got pregnant with my brother. During my early years, my family and I moved around for one reason or another. It wasn't military-driven. We just moved around a lot. So I was consistently being introduced to new people and places. My home life, well, it was very, very chaotic. You see, my brother consistently caused trouble in any way that he could. His favorite pastime? Antagonizing me until I exploded with anger. We couldn't hardly be in the same room with one another before, more often than not, he'd start picking and I just had this big mouth that would get me into trouble. I'd cut him with a witty comment and it would just make things even more worse until things just exploded and got out of hand. Before I knew it, we were fighting and bickering with one another. And this went on day after day after day. Even if I did have a problem, if I went to my parents who were, to be honest with you, quite worn out from all the bickering, their first reaction was to tell me to ignore it. That was the default. Just ignore it which looking back on it now was very unhealthy. I learned to repress and stuff down emotions, feeling like I was unheard until that just became the status quo. They looked at her as an incompetent woman, the kind of woman that couldn't figure out her own life, the kind of woman that needed someone else to figure it out for her. Their meddling only enabled my brother and bolstered this attitude that he could get away with anything and just about does. I remember growing up that... My brother would do things and come out of it scot-free. One time, I'll never forget, he, uh, he was asked by some acquaintances, hey, you want to make $100? And of course, my brother being my brother, he's like, yeah, what are we doing? And they said, well, we're going to go to this drug deal and we're going to rob him. So my brother's like, sign me up. Well, they gave him a gun and they walked in there, started doing their business. And at, that, at one particular moment, every single gangster film that my brother idolized growing up kicked into his brain. And he just went completely hardcore. 
He got in these guys' faces, beat them up really bad, left scars all over their faces, took their wallets and IDs and said, if you ever tell anyone, I'll kill you. When the boys got picked up for dealing drugs, they never flipped on my brother. So I guess he was pretty convincing. So, But did he go to jail? No. When my brother called in a bomb threat to Pizza Hut as a joke to his coworkers, he was surprised when he saw the SWAT team there and called him back and said, hey, what's going on? He said, I was just kidding. Nothing. Nothing ever happened. I'll tell you one more. My brother, he, um, he loved the action films just like my dad and to a certain extent myself. So he got into a fight with somebody out in Seattle, decided uh, after knocking this guy down, he was going to put his head in a car door and slam it because he'd seen it in the films. And his friends had to pull him off and said, no, you'll kill him. What are you doing? And I thought to myself, wow. But never, ever did my brother so much as get arrested. I'll be honest, this whole entire consistent of, of not being able to be held accountable for his actions drove up this bitterness and resentment. Because if I so much as thought I was doing something wrong, I'd be there getting in trouble. I'd be held accountable for what I did. Holding my brother accountable seemed next to impossible. Now, while my mother would say I was the perfect baby, you know, I'll be honest here, I could be a handful for any parent. You see, I'm very curious by nature, and I like to get into things, and it often gets me into trouble. Not to mention the fact that I'm easily distracted, and I often tend to space out, lacking the skills needed to focus, especially my younger years. My parents would consistently harp on me to get me to do even the simplest of tasks. It was pretty bad. Like, hanging up my towel was like the nightly battle. I remember when I was six, I had gotten so distracted while playing with my toys I kept telling myself, no, I'll go to the bathroom in just a second. No, no, just hold on. I'll go to the bathroom in just a second. Well, my bladder had finally had enough, and I guess it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what happened next. Well, I decided to go to the bathroom and get myself cleaned up. However, my dad caught me beforehand. He saw it and found out that I'd wet myself at six years old. And um, I don't know what he was dealing with that day, but he completely blew up. He grabbed a wire hanger, began chasing me around the house, beating me with it. I just remember running a lot and getting hit. The next thing I remember was I was sitting in a bathtub, pouring cold water on all these long welts on my arm. At some point, my mother came in, and she just had this sad look on her face. She knelt down and kind of looked at me, and took my arm in her hand, just kind of didn't say anything, and got up and left. Some years later, she said, well, I told your dad... But if he ever hit you like that again, she'd kill him. As I grew up, well, all through my childhood, I knew that my dad had watched porn. And I really didn't understand what it was. I'd caught him watching porn or I found porn to some degree around the house. But I just really never understood what it was. But I do remember the first time I actually had my full encounter with pornography. I remember going out in the living room and my dad wasn't there. And I just so happened to look at the VCR and one of the tapes was unnamed. It wasn't like it was a, a movie we would watch there all the time, but it was still in the VCR. So I turned on the TV and my curiosity just rose right up. I was like, let me just find out what this is. It couldn't possibly be, could it? Well, it was. And my curiosity had then brought me to my first full exposure to pornography. 
I was about eight or nine years old at the time. And I remember just thinking, I just want to know more and why it was such a secret, right? But little did I know that this particular encounter would sow terrible seeds that would take many, many years to undo. Well, with little guidance, my curiosity continued to get me into trouble in any way it could. I remember one time my dad and I uh, were at this gun show. And see, that was our thing. My dad and I would just go out to gun shows together. It was part of this agreement to keep my, my, my brother and myself separated so there would be peace. Because you could obviously, like I said, couldn't keep us together. That was just our thing. But on this one occasion in particular, uh, my brother was with me at the gun show. We, I, I can remember it as if it was yesterday. We had just gotten into the gun show. We were starting the first few tables because that's what we did. We just walked to every table um, and we uh, to see what everyone had. Well, as we passed one vendor, we saw some rings just sitting out there. And um, my brother encouraged me to steal one. He's like, man, you should steal that ring. And me, I thought to myself, well, always looked up to my brother. I don't know why, but I did in some degrees and was like, I actually wonder if I could to impress somebody, to show what I could do. The perfect storm. I snatched the ring and immediately realized that I'm gonna, probably going to get in really bad trouble for this. So instead of fessing up for it, I kept hiding it in different places, hoping that no one would find it. When my dad found out, he had to return the ring to the vendor and face the embarrassment of his child stealing from one of his peers. Well, to say that he was angry is only scratching the surface. When we got home, well, the beating commenced. He said to me, he's like, well, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to spank you with this leather belt. Okay, doesn't seem too bad. But the only way I'll stop is whenever your butt bleeds. Now, I'll tell you one thing from personal experience. It takes a long time for the butt to bleed by just getting hit with a flat piece of leather. Well, obviously, I couldn't go to school the next day and spent the whole entire morning and afternoon watching movies. Looking back on it, I did take it in stride. You know, I was the kind of kid I bounced back pretty quick. I didn't have the mental capacity to really think too deeply about what had just happened. And I just got lost in one of the many distractions available to me. If anything, I was quite resilient. However, beatings like this and the one I mentioned earlier, allowed me to grow up with a mild case of PTSD and paranoia. This harsh discipline made me skittish, and oftentimes I find myself being touched by someone I don't know and flinching. And he's like, wow, I didn't mean to startle you. And I said, no, 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 I was just beat as a child. I don't like being touched. Point blank, shoot from the hip. That's just what it is. Well, I kept wondering to myself, wow, is, uh, is my mom going to kill my dad like she said she would? But... She never did. That is going to do it for this episode of the Exploring Recovery Podcast. I hope you'll join me again next episode as I go into the next part of my testimony, going a little bit deeper this time to some areas of my life that I don't often talk much about. Thank you again for joining me as I share out of my own heart. Also, be sure to check out my blog at sopsychic.com for more resources. Also, if you like what we're trying to do here, please consider subscribing and share it with someone it can help. Thanks again for listening. So long, and we'll talk again real soon.